Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. I am so excited to have on for a very fun topic today, Kelsey. Hey, Miss Kelsey from TikTok. She is a fabulous content creator who I have followed for years. You cover everything. You cover everything from like fashion to pop culture to trending topics. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the content that you make online. Yes, thank you for having me. So my name is Kelsey. I'm a content creator. I post mostly to TikTok. I have just started back up with my YouTube videos. It's a work in progress. Um, and yeah, I really just like to make videos about whatever I fixate on at the time. I like to make videos about beauty, style, advice. Um, and lately, I've definitely found a new interest in Kibby body types, style archetypes, um, just really understanding personal style more and taking it a lot more seriously and figuring out like how to dress. Yeah, the Kibby body type is fascinating to me, especially too from a celebrity lens, like growing up, you know, reading all of those magazines where it would say who wore it best. And it's two beautiful women, like 10 out of 10s. And the dress is great, but it just looks so good on one person and so not good on the other. And I feel like Kibby body type for me and I'm curious what your type is mine's like a, a classic like you look good in like Banana Republic and J Crew and like all of like the ugly basics and it, but it made sense because like I would always go to free people and try on these cool boho looks and it just looked awful on me so I feel like some people feel like all of those body type quizzes are limiting I feel like it it makes me feel better so which type are you I'm a flamboyant natural so it, it's great to understand your body type. So I can just look at something and I know whether it's going to look good on me or not. And I save so much time, so much money. Yeah, I feel that way too about the, um, have you gotten your colors done? Like what color season you are? Yes, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like I am a deep winter, which is like mm. high contrast and high saturation, I believe that's what it is, I think. I think so. I know like Anne Hathaway is a winter, I think. Yeah, like I It's think funny, she... like with all of these, I just have certain celebrities that I pull. Like I think Gwyneth Paltrow oh. is a natural and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's people that you can look up to. Exactly. I think also Blake Lively is a flamboyant natural. I could see that. Yeah, I think she is. Well, today we're going to be talking about this cool concept of mean girls and girls girls. And I really wanted to have you on for this because you did this great TikTok video where you were talking about how mean girls always have the best fashion. Like any mean girl in TV shows or movies, they're always the most beautiful or well-dressed. And it was interesting how you kind of need to be beautiful in order to be bitchy. What TV show or movie was kind of the inspiration? I think I was watching some Disney movie. Was it 101 Dalmatians? I recently got like Disney Plus <laughs> and I was just looking at like Cruella and I was like, wow, she was low key fabulous. Like I know she was supposed to be evil in the movie, like, right, you know, we don't support animal cruelty, but she, I kept looking at how she was dressed and just like her mannerisms. And then I started thinking about Miranda Priestly and I was like, oh, they kind of remind me of each other, like the way that they dress and like the hair and like just like the movements. And then I just was like, wait, a lot of like evil women in movies low-key slay. Like they always look good or like they have this, this aura about them that's kind of like you're scared of them, but you also kind of admire them because there's just this like glamour, fabulous about them. And I'm like, okay, this is not done by mistake because like, I just mm -hmm. kept replaying 
playing over and over and over again, different TV shows, different movies, where you see that common theme of like the mean girl being very beautiful or just very fabulous and rich and glamorous. Yes, it's so true. And I always find it very funny how we look at like a fictional mean character versus a real life mean character. And we don't hold them to the same like status or respect them as much. Like people love Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. And I'm always just like, this is the most, talk about someone who's classist. Like this is somebody who calls Dan Humphrey poor constantly. She's such a bitch. She like manipulates everyone in her life. She like yells at Dorota, who's like the help, you know, like she's just so incredibly cruel and people are like, we love her. But then Haley Bieber will post a picture of her eyebrows and people will be like, that's the biggest bitch on the planet. And I'm like, okay, but Blair Waldorf is your icon on Instagram. So like, I don't understand how some people, they sometimes love meanness and then sometimes they can't stand it. And I, I wonder if part of that is the glamour because like these characters are so like, I don't know, beautiful and kind of admirable when they're fictional. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's because they're not real. I think a person in real life is a lot more complicated and just seems a lot more human. And so I think it's easier for people to just kind of crucify people if they're not nice or not, or not kind. And I think, yeah, like someone like Haley Bieber, she's not she needs to like lean into it a lot more I feel like because it's like yeah. okay people think you're mean and uh, a good example of this is is it Christina or Christine from Selling Sunset she yes yeah she, she leans in. leaned into it because it's like someone like that unfortunately who's like really pretty and really fabulous and kind of has like a like a resting bitch face people are just going to automatically think you're mean anyways. And so if you're going to get on TV, if you're going to be a public, you might as well just lean into it because people are going to think you're that way anyways. And that's exactly what happened is like, at first she was hated and then people just came around because they were like, you know what? Like you're actually an icon and we miss you and we love you. (laughs) And yeah, that's how you kind of win people over sometimes is just by like diving into uh, the perception already. Like you're, you're yeah, you got to steer into the skid. It's like driving, like you're going to spin out anyway. So you might as well steer in like there's no getting out of it. And I also wonder if part of it is um, we love these mean fictional characters. And I almost wonder it's because they have a script. So they have these incredible one liners, you know, like when Blair Waldorf says like, Oh, what does she say? She's like, I, I'm the bitch in town around here. I'm, I'm forgetting it. But she has these like different iconic lines that people screen cap and then post on the internet. And I wonder, you know, typical mean girls, which we're going to be talking about some of them, like when Mariah Carey is like, I don't know her or things like that. Yeah. That's kind of an iconic mean girl line. And I'm like, maybe Haley Bieber needs to just like start spitting some serious heat at people. So then that way she would have the line to back it up. Cause yeah, we don't like when people oscillate, like you either need to be Drew Barrymore or you need to be Naomi Campbell. Like it's really hard when you're in the middle because you know, I was basically saying last week with Heather Shaw on the podcast, the TikTokification of feminism, it now you can only be a girl's girl or a mean girl. Like there's no shades of gray. There's no anti-hero. There's no room for nuance, which is crazy because we are all so nuanced. But everybody on TikTok, when they look at celebrities, especially, they just go, are you a mean girl or are you a girl's girl? So have you been seeing this on your page as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely the Haley Beaver, Beaver, Bieber. <laughs> the Beaver. <laughs> I definitely noticed that. And to, in my opinion, I don't think she's a mean girl. 
in, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't see it. And I feel like I'm good at like reading people, even like celebrities, like just like getting their vibe. She doesn't read mean. She reads a little bit standoffish. And I also think she's just really good looking. So that yeah. can, like sometimes translate, oh, you're mean. And also she's married to Justin Bieber. And I feel like a lot of people are just haters about that. Like to this day, they're mad that she married their childhood crush. And there's that like little subconscious, like, mm, I'm never going to root for you. Loki. Mm-hmm. That, that's there's really- so many like pitfalls and avenues out of being adored as a woman. And I feel like one of them is like when you're too beautiful, like we see this happen with Madison Beer. Everybody's like, I don't like her, you know? And then it could be, right, if they're dating somebody that you're into and then the stands go after you. Or it could be if you're too nice and then it's like, oh, now you're doing it for fake, like you're doing it for show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just all these different avenues that you can kind of like make someone be hated because I feel like there's this weird thing especially among, I notice it in Gen Z. I feel like millennials, we grew up with like the early 2000s gossip rags being full on evil to people, like up the skirt, paparazzi photos. So we were like, yeah, like we just hate you. But I feel like Gen Z is a little bit more evolved. They're a little bit more kind hearted than us, but it turns into this twisted lens where the only way you can hate someone is if they're evil because you know that it's wrong to blindly hate someone so people will twist the tiniest thing and turn these molehills into mountains so that way they can absolutely hate someone so I feel like that's also you know this phrase of mean girl comes about because people are scared to be like I'm just not into Hailey Bieber instead she has to like be I don't know obsessive with Selena Gomez yeah Yeah. something has to be wrong with her and I'm sure she I don't know everything about her I'm sure she has her flaws but and you also see this with people celebrities who are really well liked but are also highly problematic like I think of Azalea Banks for example like that woman (laughs) is an agent of chaos and everyone's like but we love her we ride for her like Mm -hmm. yes queen but I'm like okay if someone else y'all you know were a little bit more neutral about said the things that she said they would be canceled in a millisecond but it's like because you guys just first whatever I don't know she's like cast a spell on us including me because I I love her too I don't know why like she could come up to me and curse me out and I'd be like oh my gosh like I can't believe that happened like it's just but I think it's also because she leans into just like being a villain like she's a villain like people call her like the villain of the pop girlies and she really is and she comes out of her lair every now and then and gives her two cents and she says a lot of crazy things but it's like if anyone else did that who's more like in the middle if you said that like you're gone. It's over. What's funny because she's like this great example of a woman who's able to do it. Like, I feel like we have characters like that. I think of Donald Trump. I think of Joe Exotic, the fucking Tiger King from back in the day. I think of like Kanye West, these people who just fully steer into it. Even like these Alex Jones types, you know, where um, they just lean so far into the crazy that people love them. And then if they do one good thing or like Scott Disick from the Kardashians, he like gives money to charity and people are like, Oh my God, like he's actually so nice. But Taylor Swift could give money to charity and it's like, it's not enough bitch, you know? So it just really depends. Like these people build these reputations for themselves. And it's so nice how you can still be loved as a villain. I'm trying to think of other, I'm trying to think of other women who are villains, but people love them IRL I don't know if I can think of any other than Azealia Banks I can't think of any really not that are like overtly <laughs> villainous 
<laughs> no, like oh. it's, it's just really hard. It's just easy. But Azealia Banks is just so good at it because she has like, she also gives us something. Like I feel like if you're going to be almost like cartoonishly as a villain, you need to provide people with content and make them yeah. laugh. Otherwise they just think that you're evil and taking advantage of society. Like yeah. people at the end of the day want celebrities to entertain us. And wasn't it when like Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion were fighting and Azealia Banks was like on her stories, like I'm going to say something tomorrow. And everybody was like, I'm going to set my alarm. Like I will be there. I'm so yes. ready for it. Like she adds a little bit of pizzazz. And I think especially too in this day and age where we're all so nervous to say the wrong thing, there's something almost kind of therapeutic about people like her HRH collection, Trisha Paytas. Like yeah. it's just fascinating to watch somebody say something that you know you would get so much shit for and you just watch them say it freely and then move on to the next sentence. Oh, yeah. I always say there's a lot of authority and authenticity and mm. so that's, I think, what it is, because when you can tell someone is just being themselves, like whether you like them or not, whether you agree with what they have to say or not, when you can just tell like, oh, you really don't care. Like you are just saying what, there's a little bit of respect, like when someone is that way, because like, well, I may not agree with you, but I respect that you have the balls to just express yourself freely because we live in a time now where everyone's walking on eggshells everyone's scared to get their words twisted everyone's scared to get canceled so it's like okay you know I may not like you but I see why you're here you know yes I've always said like you know what's that quote it was like some founding father who was like you know they're talking about freedom of speech and he was like I will even if I don't like what you say I will defend to the death your right to say it and I'm like yeah even if I you, there's so many people that I follow online and I don't agree with all of their opinions and God knows I'm not yeah. one of those people that would write in a comment oh I, I love you but you know your other 192 videos I loved but this one I don't it's like I just keep that shit to myself whatever but even when they say something I don't like I'm like oh, how fascinating because I liked 98% else of what they said. And it just like, even if I hate what they're saying, I'm like, God bless you. Say yeah. it even louder. Don't you dare take that video down. Like it, it's just a good exercise. Have you heard of um, Africa Brooke? No, I don't know who that is. Uh, she's one of the people that I recommend to everyone. She's like a clinical psychologist and now she is huge on Instagram, but she hates to be called an Instagram influencer, but she's all about this idea of self censorship. And she has these different workshops about getting people to not self censor because mm -hmm. she says that it's almost like, um, people have talked a lot about self-esteem and self-respect. And they say that one of the ways you respect yourself is when you make promises that you keep to yourself. So like if you say before bed, I'm going to wake up at eight o'clock tomorrow. But then if the next day you always snooze, you almost lose a little bit of respect for yourself because you're breaking trust with yourself and you're breaking all of these promises. And she said that in today's day and age, people will self-censor or maybe they have an opinion or they want to say something, but they don't because they're afraid of how it's going to be interpreted. And she says all those tiny little moments of you agreeing with something you don't really agree with or not putting your opinion out there, you're censoring yourself. And it's like bad for your emotional relationship with yourself, basically, because you're nervous that someone's going to misinterpret what you say or not agree with it. And you're kind of scared of that conflict. So she, I think she has a book out now and it's all about getting people to just like speak their mind truly, obviously to a point. Like there's some people yeah. where like, I don't want them to hear that message. I'm like, no, keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, that is so interesting. But that makes a lot of sense. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I've definitely experienced that being on TikTok. Like 
I'm in a process now of, I need to go follow her. I just got back on Instagram uh, of trying to uncensor myself because I feel like I went back in my shell for a little bit because, you know, I mean, when you just have so many comments of people twisting your words, like I've never said anything super controversial, but I've had videos blow up and people just attack, 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 stitch my videos saying all the stuff or people just, you know, reporting my stuff till it just gets taken down. And I get a, a, a guideline strike. Um, it made me kind of go into my shell a little bit, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't like having to always control what I have to say. Cause it, it isn't good for your mental health. Yeah. I feel like the stitch feature on TikTok is like the worst thing. Okay. No, not like the worst thing for society, but like, it's not great. Cause it's basically taking, it's literally taking one sentence out of context of a longer video and then showing it to your audience who already agrees with you. And then like twisting it to say, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I tried to stay. I feel like I've done a really good job at just disconnecting from my emotions when I consume content. I, I don't care what you have to say and I'm not going to feed into the the, the react because that's what you want. Like I'm, I'm not about to share somebody's video who's saying something stupid or racist or sexist because I know that's what you want and I'm not going to give you engagement because I'm, I'm giving you money. I, I feel the same things. Today's episode is brought to you by Dipsy. Let's get frisky. Did you miss me? Come and get it. Dipsy is an app and it is full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories that are designed by women for women. They have a huge growing library, which includes a fantasy series of vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore all of your different pleasure with. They also have new content. It's released every week. So if you want to listen to your favorite stories again and again or find new ones, you can do whatever you want. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat some shit up with a partner. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash fluently. It's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P seastories.com slash fluently dipsystories.com slash fluently and they also have soothing sleep stories wellness sessions and sexy written stories if you prefer reading dipsystories.com slash fluently well should we do some of these um hollywood mean girls and girls girls brackets here Yes, let's do it. So I pulled together a list of some alleged mean girls and alleged girls, girls in Hollywood and people who are kind of on the fence. So I thought we could go through with each of these individuals and say, do we think if they're a mean girl or a girl's girl, what do we have to back it up? Okay. So let's start with the woman of the moment, Nicki Minaj, the queen of rap, but does she hate other women? Is she a mean girl? I feel like after this week, you would have to say that she's a mean girl. Um, she's also a, an interesting type of mean girl where I feel like she's done collabs with other women in the rap industry, but you could tell that she's not like super psyched about it. She always ends up beefing with them afterwards. Usually it feels like it's always very political. And also I feel like, you know, one of the aspects of being a girl's girl is that you focus on girls before you focus on men. And I just feel like Nicki Minaj with her sex offender husband and brother and always defending them, that's such not a girl's girl move to have a sex offender husband. So what do you think of Nicki? I I have a love-hate relationship with Onika. Like I love Nicki Minaj. Like that was my high school era of like discovering her. 
mm-hmm. changed my brain chemistry, like truly. And I do think yeah. she is so talented, but there's no denying that she clearly does not get along with other women. I, like, I feel like that's not even controversial to say. Um, and I think it's because of when she came into her career, she really was like the only female rapper that was super popular at that time and was constantly being featured. And I think she, like being famous is also just a weird thing in general. And I think like if you're famous and you're like not just one of the top people doing what you do, but the only person like you're you're the girl that everyone uses for songs and music. But I think that can just make you so inflated, like ego wise that yeah the minute someone comes in it's like I'm not sharing you know when you're so used to kind of having 100 percent 95 can feel like you're being robbed you know it can feel like you're being wronged and I think that's with her definitely like she collaborates with people and then it seems like a few months go by and she falls out and then she collaborates with another one and it's like yeah I don't think you're doing this because you really like these girls I think it's you feel like okay let me try to like pull this person on my you know on my side or whatever and take them under my wing but it's not genuine I feel like it's more like I want a minion you know Mm, yes I'm reminded when you say that of um did you have you seen the episode of new girl where nick is dating like a lawyer and it's played by lizzie kaplan the woman who plays janice ian from mean girls no i never watched new girl oh, okay well basically the summary is like nick is dating this woman she's a lawyer which obviously is like a pretty male dominated field and she's not getting along well with jess who's like so girly with like bows and jess is like a kindergarten teacher and um what's her name but whatever, the woman who's the lawyer, Jess is like, I think she doesn't like me. I think she's mean. And it's just because she's very tough and stoic and to herself. And I feel like a lot of times when you are a woman, the only woman too, in a male dominated industry, you kind of start to take on some of those traits because you have to, you have to like blend into, you know, you have to assimilate. And Nicki Minaj has been so famous over the years for saying those quotes that are so true where she's like, if a man does this, he's a boss. If I do this, I'm a bitch. Even if we literally have the same request, it'll be perceived differently. So I do think all of those years of her being in this industry and really the only woman in it like probably has made her a little bit hardened you know like anyone that we talk about as a mean girl I don't think that they're evil like and Mm -hmm. I'm with you like Nicki Minaj too is also one of those she's almost like my Trisha Paytas where like I know that she's done things that are wrong but she's so memeable and she's given so many great quotes and content over the year that like I just love someone who gives good content you know she's so animated she's truly Mm -hmm. she's so animated and yeah and I think behind I would say behind most quote-unquote mean girls is there, there's a reason why I like I'm looking at the list well maybe we'll get to it I think there's maybe one person on this list that I would say is possibly actually just evil um oh, yeah <laughs> but I feel like with a lot of these people it's like there's hurt you know hurt it, it hurt people do hurt people and I think like looking back at her childhood story and you know reading about like how she grew up and all the things she went through and then being in the industry and being the only woman like I can only imagine how that feels and yeah you have to have a thick skin you have to be like a no-nonsense person and she's from New York you know New Yorkers are just a lot more straight shooters my husband's from New York and if you don't know New Yorkers you'll think they're being mean when they're just very straightforward with what they say and they don't sugarcoat it 
totally is so different from like the LA people. Which speaking of which, should we talk about Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez? Because I feel like Haley Bieber to me is very much that like LA sweet on the inside, but is it like rotten on the inside? Who knows? And I feel like Selena. I don't know. Haley and Selena, I am curious for your take on both of them because I find both of them shades of gray, but I find it very interesting how it used to always be Haley's mean, Selena's nice, but within the past couple of months, I feel like that narrative has really swapped. So what do you make of these two? I would say the same thing about a gray. Um, I think I think we're all kind of like waking up to celebrities and like that kind of like veil is really thinning on like just seeing them as like these gods you know and so we're like oh, okay actually like you're not as nice or like oh you're you're played out in the press I think people are seeing through the perception we're given versus like how people actually are um and yeah I think Selena for a long time was depicted as like this perpetual victim and I just I never fully bought that I never fully mm. did and I will say also I've been reading blind items since I was like middle school probably like I was on crazy days and nights like in the middle school computer lab yeah and and so I've read a lot of stuff about her behind the scenes and I'm like something's not matching okay And, and it's not that I believe every single blind item but I'm like where there's smoke there's fire and I'm sure you've read the stuff about her and I'm like okay what's being given to me and then what I hear about going on behind the scenes it's not clicking. It's not clicking. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times when celebrities are very much like, look how nice I, you know, like I'm so nice and everyone's out it's to red flag. me. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know how to do my eyebrows. I, I feel like when people <laughs> act like that, it's 90% of the time, it's not genuine. That, that's yes. The, the way I feel about Haley and Selena is, and I, I also find this topic of conversation so interesting because I remember I had this video go viral um when I was talking about Selena and Haley and I was basically saying this was like a year ago I was like the girls don't like each other they don't like each other and it's okay but we have to stop acting like they do because they're fighting in the way that girls fight and when girls fight it's the type of like comment or like one compliment that they'll give you that's kind of underhanded and it's the things that they'll do or if you tell your boyfriend or your husband or your parents about it, they'll be like, you're crazy. Like that wasn't a big deal at all. But then you tell your best friend about it and she's like, oh no, that was cutting and she doesn't like you. Like there is kind of this secret language of girl fighting, which I think makes people so intrigued to be like, can I pick up on the language and decipher if someone is a girl's girl or a mean girl? But my take on these two is that I feel like Selena is the friend who is so nice to you at first, so warm, so welcoming. And then like three months into the relationship, she hits on your boyfriend at like a party and you find out from him and you're like, what the hell? Why did she do that? And then I feel like Haley is the type of girl where you meet her at a party. You are kind of scared of her. You think that she's a bitch. You feel like she doesn't like you. But then as the months go on, you get closer and you realize she's actually really sweet. And obviously I'm speculating, but that's just the vibe I get from the two of them. That's that's similar to what I get. I I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say either one of them is like internally just like a girl's girl or mean. I think it's very gray. But yeah, I think Selena is more, I don't know. I think I wouldn't say I think, 
mm-hmm. I think of like their locomotive, like what drives them. And I think some yeah. people, I've always said it's really hard to be friends with a girl who's insecure. And I mean that like not in a malicious way because like God knows we are all insecure. Like we all have insecurities. But there, if somebody is very insecure, the problem with insecurity is that it doesn't stay contained within themselves. It leaches out like a poison and they'll do things based off of their insecurity. And I feel like, I don't know if Selena Gomez is insecure, but I feel like at least in the blind items, there's rumors of her needing male validation and attention like oxygen. And that's why you hear of her with Orlando Bloom when he's with Katy Perry or if her with Justin Thoreau when he's with Jennifer Aniston or like all of yeah. these kind of like being with Zayn after ever like all of these kind of little things that go oh she just like really needs a man's attention which means she's going to put down a woman if it means that she can get that now this is all alleged but I feel like it's one of those things that insecurity just kind of seeps out and it ends up cutting people even if somebody doesn't mean for it to oh absolutely and that's a good point about a lot of mean girls, even in real life that I can think of, they're typically very much male centered. Like, mm. like, and I think, yeah, I think Selena is male centered and I think Haley's male centered too, but it's just in a different way. It's, it's in a different yeah, way. Yeah. Like Haley wants to be like partnered with someone and have that stability. Whereas I feel like Selena wants that attraction and that devotion and that obsession or something, which I'm sure Benny Blanco is getting her. Cause like, look at the two of them. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Ariana Grande, what are your thoughts on her? I've never heard anything good about her. <laughs> this ponytail. I'm sorry. I've I've never heard, I've never read any blind item that like talked about her positively. I've never seen anyone like, oh, you know, she I was I served her at this restaurant, blah, blah, blah. blah. And she was so not, never. It's always she was mean I went to school with her for a little bit she bullied everyone <laughs> she yep <laughs> like she bullied me in drama class I, I was bullied by her you know in the donut shop I was bullied <laughs> like it just seems like she is kind of like one of those tiny people who uh you know sometimes like really short people have like that Napoleon complex and they kind of just like bucket everyone or they feel like they have to be really mean or have like an attitude all the time to like compensate he has like small dog syndrome or something yeah yes so she gives me that she gives me the same thing and like she grew up very rich the the witch of boca raton or whatever and i feel like she always had that no, but uh, she grew up in Boca Raton, oh, okay. Florida, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like with Wicked, you know, you can make a case yeah. there for that. And um, she always had that awful reputation. It was the reputation and the singing pipes that made people compare her to Mariah Carey. But then I feel like she just went through so much trauma that everyone collectively was like, let's say that she's nice <laughs> for yeah. a few years. Um but yeah, like you can't be a girl's girl and be dating Ethan Slater. And go, the fact that she was probably hooking up with Ethan Slater and she would go on double dates with him, his wife, and her husband. Like to me, that's just like so creepy. And once again, like if you read the blind items, I think shit happened to her at Nickelodeon. So I'm sure that, yeah. you know, there's definitely, there's absolutely trauma that's happened to her in her life. And you look at her now and you can tell that like, she's having some battles with herself. Um, but still like you can't, you can't say someone's a girl's girl if they're dating someone and taking away the husband and father of like what, like a nine month year old child or something. Out the womb. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Okay. Wait, is she the person that you think is evil on this list or can I no. guess? Yeah. Who do you think? Are you going to say Emma Roberts? 
oh you know what she's a good one I, I wouldn't say evil but there's there's someone on here I'm actually low-key to like bring <laughs> bring up her blind items um it's not it's not Evelyn Roberts is it Naomi Campbell because <laughs> I'm thinking of all the Epstein items. <laughs> I do not. I, I just want to say right now, like, I am not suicidal. I, my life, I'm very happy. I know how to swim. I, you know, mm-hmm. like, listen, Naomi is, we'll get to her. We'll get to her because that's, okay. Oof, she's a, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Daily Harvest. If you are looking for a new way to try some healthy eating, check out Daily Harvest. They take the guesswork and effort out of cooking. They deliver delicious smoothies and other options that are built on organic fruits and vegetables straight to your door. So you can get different smoothies, meals. I personally love the bites that they have. So if you go check out dailyharvest.com, the bites, they're like these little energy power balls. They have a peppermint one that tastes just like a thin mint. They have like fig ones. They have ones, it's like um, chickpeas and cacao, and it tastes almost exactly like you're eating cookie dough. I just think it's great for when you're running around, you don't have time for a full meal, but you're about to hop into the car and you don't want to drive angry all the way to Target. (laughs) This is very niche, but that's how I use it. So you can take the guessing out of eating well and try Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash fluently to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash fluently for $30 off your first box and free shipping. dailyharvest.com slash fluently. Now, this one I thought was very funny. I put Ellen on here. I just find it so funny to call Ellen like a mean girl. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's because she's a full-fledged adult or if it's because she's like gay. And I feel like a lot of this is very like, you know, I want male validation type of mean girl. But obviously Ellen's mean. She's yeah. not a girl's girl. <laughs> I just think it's so funny to be like, Ellen's not a girl's girl. Um, Angelina Jolie, I feel like is someone interesting because Right back with the whole Brad and uh, Jennifer Aniston thing, she was definitely a mean girl, but I feel like now she's kind of coming around. And Angelina Jolie, I think, has done a lot of good for the world. I feel like she's one of those, she's kind of one of those like cold play Bono humanitarians who's like, I'm a citizen of the world, baby, yeah. you know, which was like very early 2000s of her. Um, I think that she's just very sexy. So I don't know if I would call her a mean girl. What would you say? I don't really know that much about her besides like the whole Jennifer Aniston situation when it comes to like her relationships with women. Um, I I think she's just one of those people who's, uh, to me, she gives the vibe of someone who's, yes, she's altruistic. She does a lot of humanitarian stuff, but I think she's very like pro Angelina. Like I feel like Angelina Jolie is very like, Angelina Jolie and I don't know if she would be like the most loyal friend to have in your corner um because I think she's just kind of one of those I think she's a little bit cutthroat I, I get that vibe from yeah. her she's a little cutthroat um which is understandable but I wouldn't necessarily call her a mean girl I think she's just I do think she was wrong for what happened with Brad and Jen, because from what I've heard, it's like, you know, the, there, there was some serious overlap there, but I think the difference is, you know, between someone like her and let's say Ariana Grande is that Ariana Grande has alleged a history of always going after a guy who's in a committed relationship yeah. and Angelina Jolie, it was Brad 
and then they dated and had all of these yeah. kids and like whatever. It's not like she has some sort of BuzzFeed Vendetta. list. Yeah. yeah. That you can I, I pull think up. she was like, just like, sorry, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, girl. I want him. You know, you know, like just like business is business. It's the early 2000s. Anything flew yeah, back then. Exactly. Um, okay. Another mean girl. We have Emma Roberts. Once again, like Ariana Grande, I have just heard the nastiest yeah. shit about her ever. And she's also a Nepo baby. So it's not even like she had a chance to be nice. I feel like she could have been bitchy from like age seven. What do you think? Same thing. I've never really heard anything good about her. It's always mm. been that she's not very kind. And yeah, the on top of that, being a Nepo baby, it's like, okay, like you got to give us something like you can't have like all this privilege like and be mean but I think sometimes (laughs) that's what happens with a lot of mean girls is that privilege that you know maybe growing up spoiled maybe growing up like having everything given to you just can sometimes make you a very entitled person and then that can slowly turn into just like being a mean person yeah like I think it alters your brain chemistry like I don't know if I would call Emma Roberts a mean girl I would probably just call her mean you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and and I would probably there's so many nepo boys that I would also call me this one is surprising Tina Fey and this one really broke my heart but if you read the blind items I have just heard that Tina Fey is a little bit of a class a bitch and she makes a lot of jokes at the expense of women which I will say like I try to give some grace to comedians and also even to people from the different generations. Like even myself as a millennial, I stick my foot in my mouth talking about celebrities all the time. And it's so hard because like I grew up reading Perez Hilton where he would doodle cum coming out of people's mouths. So like that's what I'm used to and that's what I think is okay. And I'm like trying to rework all of that. So I want to give a little bit of grace to Tina Fey, but I have heard that she is just not the most pleasant to work with, which breaks my heart. What have you heard? I've honestly never really heard anything about her. Um, but once again, I'm never surprised, you know? Yeah. I, I've, I've never surprised. But I, I do think about that one 30 Rock episode where she constantly was, like, going back. I think she was going back to her high school reunion. Reunion, and Talking yeah. about how, oh, I was bullied growing up. Nobody liked me. And then she gets to the reunion and everyone's like, oh, you were so mean. You bullied me. And- <laughs> She realizes like she was the mean girl and maybe that was her kind of telling on herself a little bit. Yes, I could see that. I think a lot of stories, um, I know the story of Twofer being like a diversity hire came from Donald Glover who was writing on the show and he found out that he was like paid through a different area or whatever when he was working on the show and then they turned that into a plot line and they did that a lot throughout different seasons. So I could see that happening. For sure. Okay, Mariah Carey. I feel like she was like the iconic like mean girl or at least like diva. Um, But I I kind of like it because that is interesting how as like a quote unquote mean woman, you can slide into the path of a mean girl or you can slide into the path of a diva if you have the talent to back it up. Yes. Now I will say I'm probably going to be a little bit biased because I actually I'm like a true fan of Mariah Carey like I really don't do they have a is there a name like are you like a Mariah I'm a lamb it's it's the lamb lamb. (laughs) I I would definitely consider myself a lamb um I love Mariah and I think she's so misunderstood and once again I'm probably being super biased but I haven't read that many blind items about her I think because I've just like watched so many documentaries and like read her books so what have you heard about her is she considered me Well, you know what? That's the thing. Like she's the original diva, right? And people would always say that she was like difficult to work with and she had all of these demands, but I haven't heard anything 
about her being incredibly bitchy, you know, like I have with like Ariana Grande or somebody like, or like Emma Roberts. So make a, make a little case for her here on the pod. What would you say that she's misunderstood about? I've, to me, and I've watched a lot of interviews with her and I think she, number one, is very sarcastic and she Mm -hmm. has like a dry sense of humor. And I think sometimes, especially like in America, sarcasm and like dry humor is sometimes misinterpreted as being mean and I think also if you're a woman and you're very sarcastic and dry it's like another layer on top of it of like oh you're just not nice but to me she seems I wouldn't say she seems nice but she seems kind she doesn't seem like someone who's like a malicious person even like with her on American Idol with Nicki Minaj you know they had it out and it always kind of seemed like Nicki was the one like throwing shots at her mm-hmm. and Mariah would try to keep it professional and be like, okay, are we really God, doing I this forgot right about now? Yeah. Beef. She oh handled my it God. so much better. She yeah. was, way, you know, she just has a grace about her and, you know, she's very classy. She's a classy woman. And um, to me, I think she's actually just like funny and sarcastic, but people read it as her being mean because she keeps her face real serious. So you're like, yeah. are you joking or are you not? But like, to me it reads like she's obviously joking you know like even with the whole I don't know her thing you know to me that was funny because she's like well I don't know her you know she explained it like I know of her but I don't know her so if you ask me if I know someone and I've never met them I'm gonna tell you it was different than like didn't Eminem do that or whatever which is so funny that this was like the big insult back in the day I think like at an award show early 2000s somebody asked Eminem like and what do you think about I forget, like, insert name of rapper here. And Eminem was like, who, who, who? And he kept pretending that, like, he didn't know him. It's just so funny. Like, that was the big dig back in the day. Like, oh, yeah. don't even know them. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it is. it is. It's like, oh, okay, like, you're so insignificant. Like, I literally have never even heard of you. Yeah. Okay, up next, we have Naomi Campbell. She is in the blind item. She's in the blind items with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> it was her birthday party that Ghislaine Maxwell attended with Virginia Jufre which in recent unsealed documents, Virginia Jufre said that before the party, she had sex with Ghislaine Maxwell, or I don't want to say have sex with, she was abused by Ghislaine Maxwell. And afterwards, that was when the infamous Prince Andrew photo was taken. Um, the blind items basically it just all allege that Naomi Campbell, right, a lot of these victims in these like different rings here are models, and they allege that Naomi Campbell will kind of like be a little Ghislaine Maxwell for the models. Like, come to this party. I know this guy. Like, you'll love it. And then maybe she gets some sort of payout for, like, bringing girls. What do you think of those rumors? Girl. I mean, <laughs> to me, it's not far-fetched, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've even seen that. I've seen similar things like that even just go down in real life with older mm. men kind of taking younger girls under their wing and being like, come to me with this party there's gonna be people there with money you know like you don't know you don't have to do anything and then when they get there it's like sorry girl I gotta go you know and they leave a bunch of older men and that happens like that totally happens so to think that that doesn't happen in the entertainment industry would just be like you're just being willfully ignorant um but to me Naomi Campbell is just like a real life Bond villain's girlfriend like she gives 
not the Bond girl, but the Bond villain. <laughs> the villain. Yes, yeah, like yeah. very much like Demi Moore and Charlie's Angels with like the fur coat lingerie and like holding a gun like that's just like the image I get when I think of Naomi Campbell now now that I've did like a deep dive on her and like learned about her connections with like not only Jeffrey Epstein but also just um is there some like like, dictator that like yeah she was like the girlfriend of and they say like he bought her her house yeah blood diamonds (laughs) you know she's getting gifted private island it's like what's going on over there girl what's going Mm -hmm. on now you got these two babies we have no idea where they came from it's just there's a lot of sketchy things going on over there um yeah and I think a lot of people are starting to realize that about her and and once again never I gotta like one day I gotta round up all the blind items on her and like you know put it all together because read them all I mean, that's the thing. Like, I've heard about the dictator and the oligarch and, like, having her um, house paid for and, like, diamonds and jewels. Like you said, it literally sounds like something out of a Bond movie. Um, but one day I need to put them all together in an episode, lock the doors, yeah. and do the Naomi Campbell it's episode. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. Um, okay, here we have Leah Michelle, who, once again, never heard good things about her. But I also wonder if her meanness comes from some sort of, I don't know much about the theater, musical theater world, but I would imagine it's kind of competitive because like there's only one person who gets to be the lead in the play. And I feel like she's just had that mentality for her entire life. What are your thoughts on Leah Michelle? Uh, similar to Ariana Grande, I think insanely talented, but there's kind of like this they're, they're just not. Well, also an off the rocker, I, I believe too, it was I think it was during Glee when one of her co-stars came out and was like, you were, because I think Leah Michelle tweeted like black lives matter in 2020 or she was like posting a black square. And then her coworker was like, you were so deeply racist to me on the set of Glee. And you said that you would shit in my wig, which like, that's a <laughs> phrase that I'll never forget, like shit in my wig. And then I think Leah Michelle was just like, I think she was like, sorry or something like that, but she didn't like deny it. She didn't deny <laughs> just it? like, Ooh. I'll have to look more into it, but it was basically something where people were like, Leah Michelle wanted to said that she was going to shit in this woman's wig. I don't think she actually did it. That would have been more of a Hunter Biden move to, you know, actually do something like that. But what an insane thing to do. And this was like on the set of Glee, which was such a cursed set. Yeah. I, once again, it's hard because sometimes you feel like, okay, when there's like a main character on the show and maybe like they are like the breakout star person and everyone else doesn't like them I'm always wondering is it all because this person is problematic or is it also have to do with maybe there's a little bit of competition and jealousy and like they're the star they're the star of the show you know they get the most attention and whatnot I always want like understand that part as well but I mean if you say you're gonna shit in somebody's wig that's that's (laughs) That is wild. Girls, girls don't shit in other people's wigs, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. I'm so excited to have them as a sponsor because I think that they offer a service that a lot of women are looking for. Modern Fertility is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with just a simple finger prick. So you prick your finger, you mail it in with a prepaid label, and you get your personalized results within six business days. So you will be able to find out what your hormone levels are like, your ovarian reserve, you know, do you have more or less uh, eggs 
for average than your age. And then other factors that just kind of impact your fertility. I have done um, ovarian reserve checking before, and it just made me feel so much more settled. Um, so right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com fluently. So your test is going to cost $159. That is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. So you can get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com fluently. That's modernfertility.com fluently. <laughs> Okay, and then here on the list, last one for a certified mean girl, we have Jennifer Lopez. And um, I think Jennifer Lopez has the Angelina Jolie, I just care about myself. But I could tell you that she wasn't girls, girls in at the Super Bowl with Shakira. She was not happy to share that stage. What are your thoughts on J-Lo? Similar. I, I think Jennifer is one of those people. Why am I saying it like I know her? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez just is one of those people I think really enjoys being famous and really loves being a celebrity. And once again, just is kind of cutthroat. Like it is what it is. It's nothing personal. The only one I think was really personal to few she had was with Mariah Carey because she was kind of like ushered in to take Mariah Carey's spot, which I don't know how anyone thought that would happen um, because they're just so different. Uh, but yeah, I, I think And she... then have you heard the blind items too about her stealing people's vocals like back in the day? Yeah. I think like Aaliyah would be her vocals and then Sean recently Lee. like Megan Trainer in a song. Yep. She just like had Megan Trainer's voice and like said it was hers for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if you have you heard her sing live? That's the thing, like I think that I have, but now I need to go back and watch videos. I probably haven't. It was probably a backing track of someone else. <laughs> Honestly, it's a little bit inspirational because it's like, oh, okay, you know, like it's like, no, like this is this is possible for like me, someone like me, you know, who who isn't like a Mariah Carey or an Ariana Grande. I'm like, okay, like you you can still be a star and not totally have like a hundred percent of like, you know, the talent. Like Selena Gomez or whatever. Her yeah, yeah. Selena Gomez and Enrique Iglesias should do a tour where it's like the I can't sing but I'm famous tour you know and it's just like backing tracks across stadiums because you know but it makes you understand that there's more to it than talent like a lot of people who are really famous aren't necessarily the most talented people it's something else I think it also has to do with people who just really desire to be famous as well like I feel like yes not that talented you have to really want to be famous I think that's how you make up for it. Um, yeah, yeah, you need the it factor plus the ambition equals yeah. a star. You don't actually need talent, you know, <laughs> just the it factor. Now, this one, this girl is up for debate. Taylor Swift, girl's girl or mean girl? What say you? To me, Taylor Swift is so interesting because she's one of those people that I constantly flip-flop about. Same. My opinion yes. of her. Um, yeah. I, I like her music. Like, objectively, I like her music. I rock with it. I think she's cool musically. Um, but she's one of those people I have such a hard time reading. Like truly, I have I it's like when I look at her, I see videos of her. I'm I have such a hard time like putting my finger on what's real and what's not with her. Cause I feel like she's very um I feel like she's always on. And so when someone is always on, it's like how how the hell are you gonna know how, who they really are? Like yes. how can you possibly know if you're always on? And I think she's just very strategic as well. Yeah. And so someone who's very strategic 
you're not going to get a lot out of them. It's kind of like a politician, you know, like they know what to give you and what not. So you can't really read them besides like someone, maybe like a Donald Trump, you know, who's just like, here I am, take it or leave Joe it. Joe Exotic all over the yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. Like just, there's a, there's a little bit more authenticity with versus her. I think she's very controlled when she's in, seen in the public every now and then you see a slip, you know, I think like at the Grammys, that was a good example of us kind of like seeing a slip with her, maybe seeing a little mm-hmm. bit more of an authentic side of her. Um, I truly can't read her. I, I don't know. She Same had the girl the squad. Politician. Oh, yeah. Like, but then the, the girl squad, I feel like, came because she wasn't being a girl's girl. You know, like it just goes back and forth. And you're so right with the politician thing. Like, even when we see her walking out and about, her outfit isn't really an outfit. It's an Easter egg. And it's doing something to sh- foreshadow that an upcoming album is happening. So it's like, which part of her is real? And I feel like that's why people are so... um they desperately claw to the music because they're like, well, the lyrics are real. So we have that. And then that's another clue to decipher. Like she is so good at her game is addictive. Like who is she and all the people that she's friends with. And she has all of these famous friends, but it doesn't seem like she's a naturally charismatic person, but she's friends with everybody. And she has all these guys, but she calls herself awkward, but she can date any A-lister that she wants. So I don't know. I think, um, I'm with you. I flip flop. Like she'll do certain things like dragging Lana up at the Grammys. I was like, okay, if we sitting at home through the TV screen could feel that Lana didn't want to go up there, how Mm. could you not pick up on it in the moment when you're like forcibly dragging her, you know? But then again, I don't know. Tensions are high. I'm sure like you think differently when your brain is on Grammys, but I'm with you. Like she'll do something sometimes. And I'm like, this is the nicest person to ever exist. And she has blessed us with our music. What a fantastic person. And then you hear about the 13 minute plane ride and, you know, the billionaire status and all of this shit. And you're just like, I actually think she's evil. And who is she? I don't know. She's a billionaire. Like that's who she is. That's her new category. I think. She'll probably run this country one day, honestly. (laughs) The way that things are going, she's probably going to be president. And then North Korea will have to be like, oh, is it an Easter egg? Like what's coming for us politically? You know, every country is going to have to like tune into the like insane game. Subliminals, yeah. All right. So just to wrap things up here as we come up on the hour, I'm going to list out some celebrities that I have certified as girls, girls, and we can kind of see, you know, are there any that we think should be definitely off the list or anyone that we think is the girls, girl of the moment. So I put down Dolly Parton, especially for like her volunteer work. I put down Rihanna because I feel like even though she's a billionaire, she's so good at saying fuck off to men that I feel like that makes her a girls, girl. Drew Barrymore, just a sweetie. Pamela Anderson, also very open heart, giving, been through so much. Kelly Clarkson, sweetie. Megan Thee Stallion, I feel like she's constantly bringing up other women. Bella Hadid, I feel like she's very empathetic. Julia Fox, I feel like she's also always shit-talking men. Lana Del Rey, we have a question mark towards her, but I feel like she's a girl's girl. And then Jennifer Gardner, who I just feel like is constantly cooking something in her kitchen you know that's kind of her vibe so who out of this list stands out to you as a girl's girl I mean obviously uh Drew Barrymore I feel like Mm. she's just she's someone who you can just tell she's been to a lot of therapy she's very like you know she can just tell she's very like aware and open and she just seems like a really kind person and I've never heard anything bad about her like I've truly never heard anything bad about her um 
also Bella Hadid seems to be really nice as well I would agree with that she she gives that vibe that like she's actually a genuinely sweet person um it's funny that a lot of people on this list as I'm going through I feel like a lot of similarities is that like they've had hard lives or they've you know I'm not seeing a lot of I mean Bella Hadid I think is like a nepo baby but um I think she's also had a hard life, but mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of a bit of a similarity. Whereas with a lot of these mean girls, not all of them, right? Like I wouldn't put like Nicki Minaj on there. There's some people I wouldn't, but there's more Nepo babies on the mean girls list and more, you know, made it on your own on the girls, girls mm -hmm. list. Very true. I, I'm looking at the names and I mean, I can look at all of these people, maybe besides Tina Fey, I don't know that much about her, but I can think of traumatic things that I know about them that have happened that I've read about over the years. And I think maybe what it is, is, you know, sometimes when people get hurt or are traumatized, they either lean into, uh, what is it, uh, externalizing that pain mm -hmm. or internalizing it or, you know, self-actualizing and, and, and kind of like rising above it. So I think that's interesting because I'm looking at this list and I'm like, oh yeah, like all of y'all have been through something you know well i th i think uh i think you and i both kind of come to the same conclusion which is everyone is so nuanced and i know that it's so easy on tiktok right the app where like videos under a minute always go the most viral it's so easy to just call someone a mean girl or a girl's girl but i'm into the podcast format of like diving in like i feel like everyone's so messy and so nuanced and i honestly love it like the thing that made me interested in selena gomez back in the day was after i read her blind items and i went oh my god she's not just some like sweet Hollywood little girl from the Disney channel. She has all of this like complications around her and these intricacies and bad things that she's done. And whenever I feel like hear about bad things people have done, I find them more relatable. I really do. Like their charity work and giving away 2 million isn't going to resonate with me in the way that Haley Bieber accidentally following a Selena Gomez fan account and then unfollowing it and then DMing them to say, sorry, that was an accident. I'm like, now I relate more to her. Like that's more true to form to me. So what's your final takeaway of mean girls versus girls, girls? I think that people are three dimensional and it's and like you said, it's not black and white. Everyone's been through something. And even when it comes to blind items, like you may have just met someone on a bad day. You know, yeah. I can only imagine like going through life and someone running up and trying to get an autograph or, you know, psychoanalyzing you for that five minutes that they make your coffee and then be like, oh my gosh, she's such a bitch and, and, and going to a blog and, you know, putting it out there. So I think like we all have to remember that, you know, people are, are, are three-dimensional and everyone's not just one way all the time. And, it, you know, it's hard being a human. It's hard being yeah. a human. And, and I, I also don't, um, even all these people we talk about, I don't fully emotionally like allow that to judge their work. You know, there's a lot of people on here. I still enjoy their music or their TV shows or whatever it is they do. Um, and I don't, I, when I tell you, I have notifications on for Azealia Banks, you know what I mean? It doesn't put me <laughs> off at all. <laughs> exactly. You know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And I think I would also be remiss to say that it's just so funny that the phrase mean boy or boys boy like Maybe does not exist at all. Like you never hear of a man getting flamed for not being kind enough to other men or lifting up other men. Like I'm trying to think of honestly 
any famous man right now where it's like, well, he hasn't done enough to support other men, which like I know that that would be hard to even say because like the idea of supporting women comes from the fact that like women need to support each other. But you're just never going to find it and you're never going to find you. You'll find women giving shit to James Franco or Jared Leto or all of these creepy guys. I don't know if there's ever like a group of men hating on someone other than like Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Like, like who is a, okay. You know what? Jackson Mahomes, a bunch of guys don't like Jackson. Yeah, why Mahomes. don't they like him? I, I don't they, Um, You know what? Oddly, sadly enough, I was experiencing this at the Super Bowl last uh, weekend. It's not because he literally sexually assaulted a woman and it was caught on videotape and like they made the entire woman's life like a living hell. It's not that. It's because he's a clout chaser and he's annoying at the NFL. So basically the same reason that they don't like Brittany Mahomes or Taylor Swift. They also don't like Jackson Mahomes. And he's a TikToker. Oh, I didn't know he's on TikTok. Oh, okay. I think he, well, I think he's like a clout chaser who's like always running onto the field and like making content. So like a bunch of guys don't like him for that. But I that's literally the only guy I think can think of right now. Wow. Yeah. Sad day. As Trump would say, sad, and he's got yeah. a bunch of followers, so like that tells you all you need to know. Well, Kelsey, yeah. where can everybody find you if they want to check out more? Shout out your YouTube and TikTok, and we will link them in the show notes below. Yes, you can find me on TikTok and YouTube. I'm under Hey Miss Kelsey with one S, or no, two S's. Hey Miss Kelsey with two S's. Um, and yeah, I have lots of different videos. I have a bunch of playlists about how to find your personal style, style archetypes, talking about pop culture, all types of stuff. So you can find me over there. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. And for everyone else, we will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. <laughs>